You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. So it's yeah. So it's technically yeah. episode seventy, which means you go first. Oh, you're I know. Right. I know. Technically, yours came out last week, but we had to switch a roo because mine had to come out in March. Yes, sounds good. Yeah. Anything happening? Has anything happened? Your parents came. Yeah. It was really and your friend fun. Maddie came. Maddie came too. That was fun. Yeah, it was really nice to see yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. Went to some places. Ate some good food. Ate some yummy food. Drank some yummy drinks. Yeah, good time. Yeah. Uh, we're going to a convention on Sunday, Sunday, which will be fun. Maybe the after party on Saturday. Yeah. And yeah, other than that. I don't think that there's a whole lot going on right now. Same old, same old. Same old. We work. Same old. We both finally got our haircuts. Oh, thank God. I know. So here we are. We'll see if this episode is going to be a a two, or a, two a or a one. We'll get there when uh, we get there. We you, will. You'll you'll figure it out when we figure it out. <laughs> yeah. It is Martha's turn to start. It is. First, I guess we'll talk about our delicious yeah, drinks. We have a bunch of drinks, so come my time, we might even have the other drinks to talk meal. about. Yeah. So we've had busy before, but these are mimosa vizies. So they're delicious. I just had the peach orange one mimosa yeah. that was so good. The pineapple orange is very good. Is it really it's good? It's exactly our jam. Oh, I love it. I'm having the strawberry orange right now, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And you had the pomegranate, which she said was a little sweet. I'll say, probably drink that next sweet. to yeah. see. To but see I what like, it's like I think uh I really liked I know I liked the strawberry a lot. Yeah, the strawberry is really good. The peach was really good. Mm-hmm. So And yes. so far as the pineapple is, is real real, real fantastic. Spot on. I love it. Yeah. All right, let's get started, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I have no idea what you're doing today. I'm Brittany Vitrino. I'm Martha Bartlett. And this is But, but first, first, let's, let's talk, talk nerdy. Clank. You did it right. Yes. Remember that time where you just didn't talk? <laughs> Yes, but also I got immediately distracted when you were like, I'm Brittany Petrino, and pointed <laughs> to yourself and then pointed to me and was like, <laughs> this struggles. Oh, no. We're, we're 70 episodes in, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. That's true. We're almost at our, when was our two, when's our two year? If it don't is. ask me. I definitely don't know. I figured you I think it might have already been. Takes care of being a dude i have 18 jobs yeah but you're also the type of person who cares about that sort of thing whereas i don't feel like kevin would have told us that's probably true (laughs) one of us is on top of it and it's neither of the (laughs) and it's not either of your hosts neither of your hosts (laughs) neither of your hosts have any idea what the fuck is going on (laughs) at any point in any of their lives (sighs) Are you trying to pull it up to April twenty fourth, which is in three days. Yeah, so this is technically that was a good high that five. Really That's gonna suck for you guys, yeah. but it was great for us. Mm-hmm. So even though this will be coming out probably in two Tuesdays, because we just had one come out this Tuesday, we are on two years. So this episode is gonna be the first of season three. We didn't do a rant unless we, we wanted to wait to seventy five. I know how much you love a round number. <laughs> I know, right? All right, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay. 
I've been just deep in sci-fi recently. I've been watching a lot of sci-fi things. I listened to I've I've listened to a couple different sci-fi like podcasts where it's kind of presenting it as something that's really happening, like a news thing. It's really fun. I love that fucking shit. And it made me think of a book that I read a billion two years ago. And then it's definitely been a couple of years, but um one of the books that I really loved when I was growing up, uh, which is Sphere by Michael Crichton. So Michael Crichton, uh, it was his sixth novel. It was written in 1987, and it was uh, or his sixth novel under his own name and his 16th overall. I don't know what else, what other name he wrote under the end. That's the end of Good my story. podcast. <laughs> and now it's my turn. I guess this will be a one-parter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was adapted into the the film sphere in 1998 gonna say a hard do not recommend for that one because it does not follow a lot of the stuff and it's also like all over the place i don't know it's pretty unenjoyable um in 2020 they talked about maybe making a series for it on i think hbo but you know one of those places where they would make a series for something big like this which would be really fucking sick and hbo has made uh they made westworld which was also uh michael Crichton. so uh, so a little bit about Michael Crichton. Uh, he was uh, born in 1942, October 23rd, so close to your birthday. He was an American author and filmmaker. His books have sold over 200 million copies worldwide, and over a dozen have been adapted into films. I don't think I've ever read one of his books. You haven't, but you definitely have seen several of his movies. Because I like how you said that, like you've known all of the books that I've ever read. I do. I know every book that you've ever read. <laughs> you have not read one of yeah, his books. <laughs> I know that you've never read any of these books, and I can confirm it. No. That's creepy. What? What's happening? Um, but he did, uh, he wrote Jurassic Park and The Lost World. Okay. Yeah. So, um. I've seen Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, he didn't write the third one. So if you were wondering why the third one sucks it's a lot. so bad. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> and if you were wondering why the new ones don't really have any, like, science and, like, any lessons to their, like, ooh, the hubris of science, which is very much <laughs> the first fucking, yep. um, and, uh, like, a Michael Crichton thing that he feels a lot about. Ooh, no. You're, you're not getting any of that with the new thing. You're just getting like, these dinosaurs are even bigger than the last one. And this one's kind of a pet and it makes everybody feel happy. Aww. <laughs> Aww. So his uh, literary works are usually within the science fiction, techno thriller, and medical fiction genres. His novels often explore technology and the failures of human interaction with it, uh, especially resulting in, catas- in catastrophes, catastrophes, catastrophes. Yep, <laughs> in catastrophes with biotechnology. Uh, most of his novels, or many of his novels, have medical or scientific underpinnings, re- reflecting his medical training and scientific background. So he received an MD from Harvard Medical School in 1969, and then instead of being a doctor, decided to choose to write. And he wrote a lot of different novels. Um, some of them are The Andromeda Strain, which was back in 1969, which seems fucking crazy. Did he see through all that doctor school and then being like, Nah. Nah, I'm gonna write instead. And then being successful, more successful than all your doctor books? true. Like, that's so much oh my work God. to not do it. Yeah. 
Ugh. Well, and then to have it work out for you is like a huge Ugh. what the fuck. Wow. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, it obviously helped his writing because he oh, had yeah. a ton of science in his background, but so much effort to then not be a doctor. Mm. Jesus. Yeah, medical school is a long time. Yeah. You received a full MD. Mm-hmm. And you're not even going by Dr. Brayton. That's a lot of fucking mm-hmm. schooling. Um, he wrote um, other things. Uh, the Great Train Robbery, Disclosure, which is uh, really good. Hard recommend. Most of these, I would I would say, I've read, read most of his books, and they're all pretty good. I would recommend them. I think about them a lot. Every now and then, uh, Airframe is about, like, how you survive in an airplane when it crashes. It's not specifically about that, but that's the part that I think about whenever I'm on a plane. And then, yeah, his most notable stuff is uh, the Jurassic Park franchise. So, Sphere. Uh, Sphere follows a couple different scientists, but the scientist that you mostly follow is... A psychologist, Norman Johnson, who is called to a plane crash site in the Pacific, um, and he has no idea what's in store for him. Usually, so his normal job is to counsel the survivors and the victims' families, but uh, this time it's different because there isn't any debris and there's not, like, a plane crash or anything like that. So he's like, what the fuck is this all about? And it turns out that he was called in to be part of this top-secret expedition of the U.S. Navy to the bottom of the sea to investigate a uh, spaceship that has been buried there for 300 years. Uh, One of the things that I like most in a story is when it, like, does an abrupt, like, genre change. When you're like, oh, we've been in a thriller this whole time, and now it's a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Or we've been in this, and now it's that. With this, it's you begin very much as a science fiction story, and it uh, quickly transforms into a psychological thriller, and that's fucking baller. I don't know if the only source you used was the book, but you didn't mention your sources. Oh my goodness, thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so as far as sources go, I mostly used Wikipedia. I looked at a couple, like, different summaries for Sphere, but most of it came from Wikipedia and then just, like, remembering the book and looking at different pieces of it online. And, And, you know, I do have the book on our bookcase, so it's here. So, sources are mostly unimportant because I didn't use anything that I would feel bad about quoting yep. and then not giving credit to. <laughs> Sorry, Wikipedia, that's on you. Stop asking to be in my will. I was going to say, <laughs> stop trying to murder me, you absolute fucks. What the hell? So, as the novel opens, uh, Johnson is traveling to DH-8, which is a deep-sea habitat on the uh, floor of the Pacific where the massive spacecraft has been found. Uh, Accompanying him are mathematician Harry Adams, astrophysicist Ted Fielding, zoologist Beth Halpern, and marine biologist Arthur Levine. Also in attendance are several U.S. Navy personnel. Um, on the way down, Levine becomes, er, Levine, 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 we're going with Levine, becomes claustrophobic on the descent and they return him to the surface. Bro, you dodged a bullet. It was the best choice. And also, being underwater in like an underwater habitat on the bottom of the ocean floor. Yes. 
And you saw how many times C-Lab blew up, yeah, right? Yeah, it didn't go well for them <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, so... C-Lab is now officially in the past. I know. I hate that. I hate that, too. I hate that a lot. Yep. So, I thought of this book because... They COVID, though. Uh, yeah, they were all quarantined down there together, and they didn't get down there. So, you're still in a similar situation. It's not great. You're still quarantined with, like, five people, and they all suck. They all suck. Oh, God, they all suck. See episode whatever to mm-hmm. hear about C-Lab 2021. <laughs> it was at the beginning of 2021, that's for sure. <laughs> Recently, when I um, was I was talking about listening to a bunch of like sci-fi podcasts and blah blah blah, I listened to one called um, the Primordial Deep, which is basically like people who go down into like a similar situation. They go down to um, explore and look for like they found new life, no which is actually really you. really old life, and you are in like a. a an undersea house on the bottom of the ocean and you're basically waiting for people to send stuff down. And it was very scary. I never want to be that deep in the water. Hard pass. If I can't see the surface, I don't want it. Yeah. And like too, too far away. But the, like the sound mixing on it was really good. So it felt like you were like right in there with it. And I was like, I am afraid. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this. This is triggering my thalassophobia really big. And then I was like, you know what else triggered my thalassophobia in an incredible way? It was fucking sphere. (laughs) So let's talk about that. So uh, Levine becomes claustrophobic and they bring him back up. And when the rest of the group go, uh, arrives at DH8, which is their little pod, their little sea habitat underneath the water, but not cute. Um, <laughs> but not really yeah. calming. No. It doesn't have a nice theme song. It has an alarm in the background. And you're like, I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, so all the scientists and assumedly the Navy people, but you don't really hear about them very often, uh, they undergo a process of pressurization so they can withstand the strange gases in the habitat's environment, which is another thing. Like, you have to worry about having, well, A, you've got to ha- worry about having enough oxygen to, like, be down there anyways, because, like, we need if, oxygen. if it opens, you're going to be fucked. Yep. I'm not even there, and I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> But yeah, so after their arrival and subsequent pressurization to the habitat's exotic gas environment, the Navy sends a robot to enter the spacecraft first. So basically, this spacecraft has like a bunch of coral that's grown on it, and they're like, it's definitely been here for like at least 300 years. And then the more that they look at it, they're like, it didn't impact here. It didn't like leave some sort of a crater. There isn't anything that looks like it was blasted off of this like fucking spaceship. So it didn't like crash into the earth. So how the fuck did it get here? What the goddamn shit? So they send this little robot in there to check it out and like look around with a camera and um it locates and opens a panel near the spacecraft door and uh, the cameras focus on it and the labels are in English and it indicates that the spacecraft is actually one of ours but 
probably from the future, sent back in time through a black hole. Is that the first thing they come up with? I don't 100% (laughs) remember, but like... I feel like that's an intense conclusion to come up with. Yeah, I mean, it's a big jump. Like, well, it's hard because you can't be like, well, this was a prank because it has 300 years of coral grown on it. So you can't really do that on your own. And also it's at the bottom of the ocean. So it can't be like, but like also it's, it's pretty wacky to be like black hole time travel. (laughs) I feel like the brain biologist was just like black hole time travel right there. Mm-hmm. I don't think everybody is immediately like, yo, that's definitely what it is. But they're all like, I mean, that's the mo- That's the only possibility that anybody's given us, so I guess we'll run with it. You know what would be more believable? A weird fucking, like, shift in our realities like Bigfoot. Yeah. Ooh. that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also listening mm-hmm. to another podcast right mm-hmm. now called Rabbits, which is about... Um, like, it's about a person playing, uh, a person who's trying to find her friend who got lost playing a game that's, like, viral and has been around for a really long time. But it's a lot of, like, is this our reality and yeah. is this not our reality? It's so dimensional. Good. Yeah. Like, I, shifts and yeah. where you're, like, like, things are crossing over yeah, on top of each other and layered. You know, mm-hmm. multiverse shit going on right now. Yeah. I think... Part of it, I thought they were like, it's definitely future tech. Like, it's not anything that we have any, like, capability to make right now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a big jump to be like, I mean, it was probably a black hole. (laughs) From the future. A future black hole. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. It was just really, that was a really big, you're just like, and they think it's this. And I'm like, and how did we get there? Yeah. But yeah, they're like, okay, this has been here for 300, 350 years. It still has English writing in it. And also, it's clearly from the future, but it's also from the past. So this is messy, and we have to figure it out. And I'm sure some person who's watched too much sci-fi was like, yo, this one. (laughs) And then everybody was like, we can't think of anything else that it could be. So sure, that's better than any other... I've got nothing. <laughs> I have nothing for you. So this is our best guess at this point. But yeah, yeah, it's a question mark. They're like, okay. And also like when they're researching into it, there's a lot of questions like, is this a real thing? Was like, they definitely look into like, was this something that was planted by, he wrote it in 1980, it was 1987. So it was like, was this planted by the Russians or this and that? Cause the Cold War. They just are like, find a lot of reasons where it's like, no, this would be too much for yeah. that sort of a thing. It's too much for kind of everything, so we have to go really way outside the box to a black hole. Way that that's <laughs> how far we had to go outside the box. Like way out there. But yeah, so there is a hatch that leads further inside, but the robot isn't able to open it. So it forces the team to don uh, pressure suits and explore the spacecraft. A hard pass. I'm like, I'm already trapped underneath the sea, and now I have to go in, like, this spooky future maybe spacecraft, and what if it just snaps back to the future past? Future pasta. 
I don't know. All of this gives me anxiety. <laughs> I would be a bad person to put in. Say so you wouldn't be there. Oh because... no! I want. They'd be like, "Do you want to go down there?" And be, be like, like, "No." Be like, "I'm crying in this closet." How do you think? What What's the question that you asked? Because I don't remember it. Because I'm still crying in the closet. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. The robot can't go any deeper into the aircraft, so the team of scientists all suit up and enter the vessel. And in the uh, cargo hold area, they come upon um, basically this big, giant, floating, perfect metal sphere. It's just there, it's floating, and it's exactly perfect. Like, it's, you know how hard it is to draw a circle. It's not an easy task. Yep. So it's one of those things where it looks like it was plucked out of something. And they're like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Uh, interesting. So uh, they're reason- they reasoning that the ship's future builders were apparently unaware that it had been found in their past, which is another like plot hole. I guess it doesn't come up in history because it doesn't come up in history. Um, which? Um, aliens. <laughs> when all else fails, aliens. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're like, well, if it's from the future, then the people from the future must not know that we find it in the past because then I don't know they could have left us a note or something. That Probably doesn't bode well for you guys. So, uh, so that's weird and stuff like that. And, and that um, means you should back away. So, yeah. <laughs> if it isn't part of your fucking, hi- their history, that doesn't bode well mm-hmm. for you bitches. Yeah. So Harry Adams is like, pretty sure, he's like, fully convinced himself that the team isn't going to survive to be able to report their discovery. And he's like, kind of freaking out and stuff like that. So he stays behind to like, kind of look into things. And... They find out later that he did manage to enter the sphere. Um, and when they ask him about it, he's like, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't know what we're talking about. Meanwhile, on the surface, they're having, of course, a giant goddamn Pacific cyclone storm, blah, blah, blah. So nobody can help these guys for five days. That's maybe, why you don't do this. They should have waited until that storm went away and they could get help. Well, Wait could, a couple of days. Just take a few steps back. The problem with that is like sometimes storms like they just kind of appear out of not nowhere, but like, you know, you can't always. Okay. But they're like, oh no, there's a storm. Maybe we should wait this out. Yeah. Well, they're Stop already what we're doing. down there at that Let's point. Let's leave. I mean, I think by the time they figure out that there's a storm, you can't leave. Well, they can't they just go sit in their little fucking lab, sea lab underneath the water? Oh, yeah, no, they're... Stay away from the fucking perfect sphere? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, they can do that. But they're scientists. And as we know, scientists are not going to do that. But, yeah, they could just sit in their little space house, but, like, their job is to, like, look this... This is true. Figure this shit out. But Do these people know that this is a bad idea? Probably. But also... They could they could chill for a couple of days until the storm passed. Yeah. Do you think that any scientist would do that? Also, do you think... I feel like even you or me, if somebody was like, here's this big roundy hoozy thing... Don't look at it for five days. Be like, but I wanna. I just want to see it. Everybody else is going in. Let me. It's not fair. 
We're also the people that are like, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's not haunted. Oh, no. It's definitely not haunted. No, I feel like it's aliens. We probably shouldn't touch it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely don't touch it because it might suck your arm in and then chomp it off. (laughs) You don't know if it's awake, if it's a being, or if it's like... You you have no idea what this is besides the fact that it's probably alien. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. But yeah, so uh, Adams remains behind and enters the sphere somehow. And then um, he ends up being found by uh, Norman shortly after. And he doesn't really like... Like, he's very foggy about it. And he, do- he has no memory of actually entering the sphere at all. Um, he has a terrible headache and it's no he memory goes into the sphere. Yep. How? 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 We don't know. No one sees him go into the sphere. They just see it open, and then they see okay. him go in. So it opens. Yes. He walks in, but we don't know why it opened or how and, he or, did it and, 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 and what and happened he, and he inside. What happened? Yes. Inside. Exactly. But he does come back out. Mm-hmm. Okay. He comes back out, and I think that he's like, if I remember correctly, he like passes out for a little bit, and then he, Norman finds him like kind of wandering around, and you know he's just not aware that time has been lost, which okay. is always which alien. Always, yeah. If you're losing, well, losing time, time is always alien. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's either that or mental illness. Yes. <laughs> hey gotta love it but yeah so norman retrieves him and then uh shortly after that the team starts to receive uh coded messages that are by an intelligent and seemingly friendly alien uh entity so they do a bunch of decoding they figure that out they try to figure out the messages and um they figure out that this alien entity is calling itself jerry I know, cute. So yeah, they start to receive and send messages back to Jerry and kind of like ask him questions about what's going on and things like that. Seems like a bad idea. It is a bad idea. I know he seems friendly, but this seems like Mm -hmm. a bad idea. Yeah. Well, and then following this, uh, they start to... Big scary things start to happen. So their uh, little pod thing, their little sea camp is sea lab their little sea lab let's call it that because that's what it is is attacked by a fucking giant killer squid and it like shakes shit up and it really messes things up down there and it's very goddamn scary and it kills a bunch of crew members oh that's a bummer and then at one point they also have a bunch of crew members definitely weren't being paid enough either you know that's true (laughs) Uh, a bunch of uh, killer jellyfish, which also uh, end up, like, basically, like, they go out to look at something to, like, repair something, and then all of these jellyfish somehow get, like, through the suit and, like, end up Ooh. cooking this person. It's just horrible and disgusting. Ooh. Yeah. As this is all going on, uh, the alien kind of states that it's... Norman is like, why are you doing this? Or basically, like, are you doing this? And the alien's like, yeah, I'm doing this. And he's like, why? It's He's trying to reason with it. And at this point, the only survivors are Norman, uh, the psychologist, Harry, the mathematician, and Beth, the uh, zoologist. Those are the only ones who are still around. Uh, Fielding got killed by the... Who was that? 
fielding was the other scientist. Who's the marine biologist? They're dead, too. Uh, the marine biologist was like, I'm afraid of the ocean and didn't go down there. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. A I smart know boy. I'm a marine biologist, but that's too deep. But no, this is horrible. <laughs> But it all sounds great on paper, and then you put and me I in a tiny box. And I can't read about it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to be in a tiny box that's under a billion pounds of pressure yeah, from no, the water. No, okay. no, no. But so yeah. That was the marine biologist who said mm-hmm. no, no, no. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, Norman's trying to reason with the alien and being like, you can't do this, you're hurting us, uh, and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, uh, it says, stop calling me Jerry. And then he goes back to the decoding and looks at it again. And it turns out that it's actually, instead of it being Jerry, it's Harry. So with this new evidence and the fact that Harry went went into the sphere and the fact that Harry has a fear of uh, squids, which he has been talking about since he's been reading 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Which, why would you do that to yourself? Are you a fucking idiot? They are like, okay, Harry's gotta be the culprit. Something is reacting to something in his mind and, like, basically manifesting his, uh, his fears. It's the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man all over again. It is a bad time. <laughs> yeah. It's slightly less messy than that. You know, so some some small benefits. It's less cute too. Mm-hmm. I love a squid, so jelly and the jellyfish a are probably pretty giant cute. Squid. Yeah. I think you would feel different in front of it. I don't wanna squid. see it. <laughs> I don't want it to like give me a little kiss on my face with its spooky. I don't beak. think it's gonna give you a kiss. Yeah, it doesn't have lips, so it can't. <laughs> don't think don't think that's where it would go. Mm-mm. Like, hi buddy, one one one. It's like <laughs> Like, yep. I have no head anymore. <laughs> it's just fine. This is a quick death. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, they figure out the, the numeric code actually, like, says Harry instead of Jerry. And then they're like, okay, this is going to be something that Jerry is manifesting. And especially Harry since... Harry is manifesting. Harry is manifesting. Thank you. You're welcome. Good Lord. And especially since... So Halpern has taken in some of these, like, random sea life. I think they had some spooky sea snakes and stuff like that. And none of it has... It doesn't have, like, the proper things to be alive. So it's all, like, missing prop- missing organs that you would need in order to actually be born. And it's... To be like, a living creature. Exactly. They're all things that shouldn't be able to exist. Like a shrimp with no, like, digestive system or anything anything like that. So Jerry confirms he's manifesting the creatures. They figure out that Jerry is probably Harry, because Harry was the first person to enter the sphere, and as they did the cipher there, and then... Uh, Norman suggests that the sphere takes an individual's subconscious thoughts and makes them real. And that's, uh, he takes that basically from the giant squid, especially since, uh, Harry had been talking about, like, eh, it's scary, you know, which you're not, you're not wrong. It's huge. It's, it's very, very big and it's very, very scary. It's time to kill Harry. <laughs> They sedate him. Oh. That's literally the next line. Johnson and Halpern (laughs) sedate Harry and wait for contact to be reestablished with the surface. But while he is... uh, If this was me, they'd be like, why are there so many clowns? (laughs) 
Literally, okay. That was going to be my ending question. Oh, okay. But no, let's get into it now, since we're doing it. It's, it's yeah. If the sphere manifests like your, your fears, but they're your unconscious fears, what do you think? You think it would be clown? No, I think it would be people breaking into our apartment. That's fair. Ooh. I know. Mine was like, oh, well, if it could manifest my unconscious fears, especially with... And, like, failure. Never getting yeah. a job ever. <laughs> with, like, <laughs> the ability to, like, make something. I think I'm going to get giant-handed. Oh, you you probably will. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get scooped and I'm going to get crushed. Oh, no. And everybody else is going to have to deal with my giant hand fears. It's true. Yeah, no. There would probably just be murderers everywhere. <laughs> murderers with that giant clowns. Hands. The giant clown murderers with giant hands. Giant hands and giant feet, I guess. <sighs> that would be our combined. Yeah. I feel like they'd be easy to trip with their giant feet. It's true. So we got to keep that in mind for clowns. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, everything starts manifesting and they uh, knock Harry out and um, it's still fucking happening. So... Kill Harry! No. Not quite. So Halpern is like, Norman, you went in the fucking sphere, didn't you? You went in the sphere and now you have access to the power and some of these spheres are yours. Um, and he's like, no, I fucking didn't. And he doesn't, he doesn't have any memory of it. And she's like, you definitely did. And, uh, he comes. Why did they think it's him? I think it's just because he's the only other person that's there. And it's, there's two people. So it's either you or me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he comes close to being like, yeah, it was definitely like, yeah, I guess it had to be me. And then he watches a security video where Halpern does enter the sphere herself. They didn't decide to check that first before they started pointing fingers at each other. I think that they... The bold statement when you have film. Yes. (laughs) So he confronts her about it and she still denies it. And then she decides that uh, Johnson is an imminent threat and defends herself by planting uh, potent explosives around the spacecraft and habitat. And then she attempts to suffocate Johnson by uh, turning off the air in the... Basically, she's not she, even basically like, she's losing it. She's they're all losing it. They're why you don't go and all like losing that. it because especially don't since you're getting a lot yourself. of this from from Johnson's uh, point of view. So Johnson is the one that you're following. So he seems like he's the most rational the entire mm-hmm. time, but also it's mostly from his point of view. Yeah, I would say looking back at it. Helper seems a lot more on the level, but she's painted as being a lot more crazy. Yeah. Because he wants her to be crazy. Which, you know. Great. Good job, guys. Except for the let's blow this place up thing that she's doing. They're all crazy. Yep. Because they're trapped underwater. Yeah, it's about time. Don't do it. And they made contact with an alien. Oh, God. Clearly not. No one read Sphere either. (laughs) I guess you couldn't. I guess you couldn't. But yeah, so um, she places the explosives and tries to suffocate Johnson uh, so that he'll pass out and then whatever he's causing will stop happening, stop manifesting. But she's the one that's actually doing it because CCTV told me so. Yes. 
<laughs> or at least you told me that's what I told yes, me. Yes, <laughs> yes. Johnson, at, like, the last minute, like, escapes. He puts on one of the, like, uh, suits and then escapes from the uh, craft that he's in and goes into the spacecraft where he does enter the sphere. And he comes face to face with a large, luminous, like, foam-like mass. You know, it's just weird fucking shit. And then inside his head, he seems to be having a conversation with it. Um, and it very much speaks in riddles. And the being explains to Johnson that the human race's ability to imagine is their greatest power. After that, everybody has fucking powers. So the things are even, but also none of you fucks know how to control this. And no, it's you're mostly making, going by... Exactly. You're, you're making giant squids and and killer fucking... Jellyfish. Jellyfish and appear. Like, very, very scary, like, sea snakes and shit like that. Lots and lots of stuff. I'd be like, okay, can I have poppies? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. That would be really, really great. Can I have some ice cream right now? Yeah. Now, their sea lab didn't have escape pods. So it did oh. there, but like basically they couldn't escape because there wasn't a safe place to escape to because of the cyclone on the, on the surface. So there wasn't like, you couldn't go up and be like, now we're free and then just be ripped apart by a cyclone. It's a bad time. The thing about being underwater is, is this a bad time and yeah, don't do it? it? It's a bad time. And also you're trapped. You're trapped in one spot because if the water on top, is someplace where it's is is unsafe to return to, then you can't go back up, which means that you can't go back up and you're trapped underwater. I know that I'm really like hammering this down, but it is very scary to me and it gives me the fucking willies. I know this was the eighties when this book came out, mm-hmm. but I feel like like escape pods now you could type in coordinates. I don't think so. I think we want that, and I think that's on, like, every... I don't think there's anything sitting on the bottom of our ocean, because we can't technically get down there. No, no. That's also not true. (laughs) No, we don't have any sea labs, because (laughs) we don't have the capability to make sea labs. They would be crushed. Yeah. (laughs) We can't can't handle the pressure. We don't have the science for that yet. (laughs) But I think escape pods are usually something pretty similar. Uh, Similar? Well, I know they normally... But, like... Simple. So, like, I don't think you should just be like... But, like, I feel like things would be, like... Because I think... If you're making a sea lab, I feel like you can make it a fucking escape pod that you can put a coordinate in, and that kind of can sort of go a different direction. Just saying. So, you should be able to do that. I don't know that we could, but also, this is a sci-fi, so you should be able to do that in this. Yes. Well, because, once again, we don't have sea labs yeah. because we don't have the science mm-hmm. to not get the pressure. Yeah. We can't figure out the pressure thing under the water. I was just thinking about all the times where anybody like goes to space and then they have their things like you just fall into whatever place you fall into and hopefully you fall into yeah. a good spot. I feel like space is different though because you're not in the atmosphere anymore. Yeah, it's definitely different. As opposed to when you're, even if you're under the water, you're still on the earth. <laughs> and I also don't know. And how... they know exactly where you are in the sea lab. Yes. I don't know how much you could navigate the rest of the sea because we don't have like as many satellites to bounce off of out of there. This is me arguing science that I don't understand. And this is you also arguing science that you don't understand. So you started it. I'm just saying if they're sea labs, the escape pod should be able to have coordinates. Yeah. Well, 
They probably do, and they're probably one coordinate, which is exactly up because <laughs> just we really go have, up. Yeah, well, it's like I'm sure they they're built to just these ones I know are built to carry two people, and you can't go quick because you've still got to depressurize. So yeah, got to do all of oh, that. Oh yeah, you can't. Shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all a bad time. But don't yeah. do it. Yeah, you should never ever do something. You should like never this. ever do it. Mm-hmm. She, uh, Halpern does start to trigger some of the explosives and everything starts to be real fucking messy. She's basically like, I wasn't even trying to. I was just basically thinking that I wanted to die. And here we go. And here they go. Woo. I mean, at this point. Yeah. And like. I'm over it. Why we won't survive a zombie apocalypse. No, no. We would be terrible at a zombie apocalypse. I'm over it. First, first two days it happened. <laughs> the third day I'm done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, 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 no. Now that uh, Johnson is empowered in the same way that Al- Adams is, Adams and Halpern are, Adams and Halpern. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, he returns to the DH8 and uh, uses the. He starts to escape on his own, and then at the very like last minute, he's like, "No, I guess I'll go get the other scientists who are not dead yet." Couldn't he? Make the escape pod fly to a different fucking location now. So, yeah, technically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now they've got all these powers. No one knows what they're doing with them. Yeah, you probably is, all should just die. You definitely shouldn't have this. <laughs> you definitely shouldn't have this. So he returns to the DH-8 and uses uh, one of the escaped submarines. And, like, basically they all, like, jam into a a place so where it should be three for people, two. That, but that's only two, so they're all like... Mm. Exactly. The explosives end up destroying the spaceship, the research habitat, and the surrounding site. And then on the, cur- on the surface, confined to a decompression chamber, uh, the trio ponder on what version of the story they're supposed to tell the Navy, because, like, what are you supposed to do in this point? You don't want to give the Navy... A- this power because that would be a really bad yep. idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So they realize be. that they can't control the power of the sphere, which no fucking kidding, you mm-hmm. goddamn nerds. Mm-hmm. And they resolve to basically use, uh, they're basically like, it's too dangerous to be around, too dangerous to be communicated. And they try to use their power to like remove it from themselves and alter their memories. Like kind of, basically rewrite history so that that never happened. Except for there's a lot of hints that Halpern didn't do that and just stuck around with it and was like, I'm keeping this shit. Which, like, there's a lot of reasons why it would be... I like Halpern a lot. She's not painted very well in this whole... The entirety of the thing, but like when you first meet her, she's been like kind of fucked over on her research by some dude that she was sleeping with. This is the biologist, right? Yes. Okay. And then Harry, the mathematician, like laughs about it, and I'm like, or the zoologist? Was she the zoologist? Yes. Okay, that's what I meant. It's close enough. <laughs> I say, knowing nothing about either. She gets fucked out of a bunch of things because she's a woman. So I'm like, girl, take every advantage, mm-hmm. including the alien one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they uh, try to put that knowledge away and erase it. And that's kind of how it ends. But yeah, so instead of having... We've got this like crazy globe that manifests powers and can basically do... 
anything. It can create what you have in your mind. You know, unicorns or the cure for cancer or boundless energy. And instead we made giant squids and sea snakes and like a lot of very scary jellyfish. Why did it only go with the the scary things? I think it was probably reacting to the fact that they were all afraid anyways mm-hmm. because because we would just have a lot of like ice cream in our freezer. oh yeah like man we'd have either a lot of and a lot of animals we'd have a lot of money and we'd have but also like we have a lot of anxiety this is true you and i shouldn't be around something that manifests our random fears but we'd have a lot of ice cream. Ice cream and murderers. We'd have so we'd many. Have a lot of murderers. <laughs> we would have a lot of murderers. Be like, here, here's a I ton of ice cream. <laughs> Could you not murder me? That would be super great. Uh, I would love to not be serial killed right now. <laughs> I would need to stop listening to my murder podcast. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, so alien thing manifests our brains and uh, turns out our brains all suck. So... What I'm confused, not confused about, I'm not confused. Mm-hmm. What I want to fill in, because I know it's just plot holes. Yep. I'm So I'm assuming this thing was on the Earth mm-hmm. in the future, and they're like, oh no, we can't fucking handle this thing. So we're just going to go plop it in the bottom of the sea. I think... In the past, where no one will find it. What they kind of imply is that they found it while they were doing interstellar, like, travel. Okay. So, what, what, however yeah. they found it. And that's, then not the, that's not what's important. What went I'm saying. through the black hole to end up back here. I don't know if that was intentional. I assume it was. Why else would you go through a black hole, right? Okay, I don't know. But, like, yeah, it's... So they didn't purposely bring it here? I don't think it was... Who purpose- brought it here? I don't know that it was purposeful. I think they went through a black hole to try and... Who went through a black hole? The people from the future. Where are they? Dead. It's been 300 years since this thing landed. Do you think they were alive? Yes. Maybe. There was food in there. I remember... There weren't f- dead bodies? I can't remember if there's dead bodies. No skeletons floating yeah. around. I, I genuinely can't remember. And I don't know how much... I mean, yeah, I guess something would decompose pretty decently after 300 years, but also you're inside a spacecraft where everything's kind of sealed. I'm assuming there'd be bones. Yeah. I don't remember. really decompose. Yeah. I feel like there was maybe evidence of people being on the ship, but I... Yeah. It's a question mark. I haven't read it in a while. I should reread it because it was really fun. They didn't leave it. Did they know what the sphere did, do you think? No. I don't think that they did. Oh, okay. Because I was like, you should probably leave a note. Yeah. Don't go in the sphere, don't touch motherfuckers. Yeah. Get out. Get out. Yeah. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Warning guard dog inside. <laughs> GTFO. Uh-huh. Uh, have you considered? Maybe don't. not this one. Yeah. <laughs> or just, like, don't put it somewhere where any person can get it. Which, you know, I guess the bottom of the sea is probably... It is where it would, should be, but, um... If it opens, do not enter. Yeah. That's tough, though, because none of them remembered entering. They just did it kind of like... It was, like, fully subconscious, which is weird and spooky. Don't go near... If you are here... If you are here, leave. I was going to say, if you've come through this door, you need to go back. You turn around and go back to your Mm -hmm. C-Lab. Yeah. And just say, like, 
the atmosphere is poisonous so that people don't get like, yeah. too curious. Too, yeah. Well, oh, good job. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. I love a good psychological Oh thriller. my god, for real. It was the dawn of another podcast. The Epsilon 3 is a dream given form. It's a home away from home for three guys to watch a 90s sci-fi classic TV show. Three guys with microphones over 3,249 miles apart, all alone in the night. The year is 2021. The name of the station is Babylon 5. The name of the podcast is the Epsilon 3. Veer, bring me a drink. I have no idea what you're doing either. It's going to be not surprising, but surprising. Ah. All right. So for my podcast episode. Topic. Topic. I got you. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> I am doing. For your doing, podcast episode topic. <laughs> there we go. I got there. You got me there. Mm-hmm. I am doing Blackfire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Also, awesome. I don't so, know that much about yes, her. Yes, I didn't know that much about her either. Besides that she's other, hot yeah, as fuck. Yes. So, <laughs> Blackfire, obviously I'm on a huge Titans kick. Yeah, um, that jump-started uh, episode 69, which also we didn't get to say nice last week because oh. we didn't know it was going to be that. Oh, that's and I didn't get to make a comment about how much Rose would have really loved being episode 69. It's oh, a bummer, but we'll talk about it now. Yep. Okay, so Blackfire. I wanted to do, obviously, a Titan, because I threw you off the, when I did an FRTD last yep. the two weeks or whatever weeks mm-hmm. ago it was. Threw me off the trail. Yeah. A red herring. Um, then at the same time, I was like, I don't want to do an obvious one, which will happen, but I want it to be random, not when I'm like, oh my god, I'm obsessed with Dick mm-hmm. Grayson right now. <laughs> it's all good. Dick Grayson, you are perfect. Anyways, <laughs> so... We are talking about Blackfire. Yes. Because she is fucking... A boss. A boss. So, uh, well, let's get into it. My sources, typical sources, Comic Vine, Wikipedia, Fandom, DC, LeagueofComicGeeks.com. Cute. And then I did read some random excerpts of random comics that she's been in. Nice. So, Blackfire is a supervillain. Kinda, which we'll get into. I was going to say, that's kind of a, you know. So, yeah, so we'll get into it. Because she is actually, when she was written originally, mm-hmm. and really actually kind of awful. Oh. And then she was rewritten to just kind of be that mean girl that we both love. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll get into it. That happens a lot yeah. in comics. I think, kind of, I think when, they, when the new 52 hit, they were like, oh. Like, remember how many children really liked Blackfire from that one episode of Of Teen Titans? Titans. We're going to actually have to think about this. Yeah. Obviously, in DC Comics, her birth name slash real name is um, Commandier Mm -hmm. with the apostrophe R, like all of them. I don't think I ever said that out loud. And I never. It's a weird one to say out loud. That it kind of sounds like Commander. Which is exactly what it is. It is Command. 
are. Yeah. It is Commander. But yeah. Um, but I've they always, have that weird kind of Ander way they say all their names. Yeah. I'd always seen it, but I never put that yeah. together. Mm-hmm. So Blackfire is the like English translation of her Tamarinian name. Mm-hmm. She's the eldest sister of Starfire, who is Coriander of the Teen Titans. And they have a younger brother named Reander yep. or Darkfire. Darkfire. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know he had yes. a name there and I've never seen a picture. Yeah. Of him. So he's, uh, but he's, if he isn't like he's shirtless, a loser and I'm mad. pretty sure he's uh, shirtless. I saw one. He better be shirtless. Yeah. Um, he's the baby of the family hmm. and Corey is the favorite, which is actually kind of shocking because she's, she's the, the middle, middle child. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess when both of your other kids are like, are awful. Yeah. <laughs> I watch, I watch, well, I do watch. I also listen to a lot of true crime and there's always like the nature versus nurture. So Blackfire is very nature versus nurture of how how she is, who she is. So she was created by Marv Wolfman and um, George Perez Mm -hmm. and uh, first appeared in New Teen Titans number 22, which was in 1982. Hmm. But she would make her full appearance in uh, the um, issue 23. So okay. the next issue. You might not have this. Was Starfire a lot around for a lot longer before her? I don't have when Starfire was around. So okay. No. Yeah, I don't I know. I feel like she's, I, that's more recent than I was expecting. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm, I'm assuming Black Starfire's like the 60s. Yeah, but like, um, also, maybe she's not. Hold on. No, what, she was in when I talked about Tara. 1962, the, you're yeah. right. I was like, I'm pretty sure she was there when I talked about the Teen Titans and the Judas Contract. Oh, no, wait, 1980, but there was a different random character called Starfire in oh, 1962. Weird. I'm surprised. I thought she was around longer than that. Little sidebar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be referring to Blackfire as Blackfire because her Tamaranian name is a little awkward to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Starfire, I'm going to try to keep a Starfire, but I'm sure Corey will slip out at some yeah. point because normally I just refer to her as Corey. So, mm-hmm. I mean, even like Coriander would be mm-hmm. a cute pet name. It'd be a really cute animal name. I think it's a vegetable, isn't it? I don't know. Probably not definitely spelt the same way, but... Yeah, with a C. Coriander. With an apostrophe R and no. everything. I was going to say It's like something like parsley. It's Is an it herb. Interesting. Yeah. Coriander. Cute. But like, yeah, coriander with the K mm-hmm. and the apostrophe R. Yes. And then you could call them Cory. Yeah. Little puppy. It would be cute. It's a cute dog name. I mean, obviously, I would be really into that. (laughs) All right. Anyways. Twist my fucking arm, I guess. (laughs) There we go. Sidebar. Blackfire was the eldest uh, child born to the Tamaranian's royal family. Uh, She was the first princess born in over a hundred years. She should have been obviously courted and showered with all these honors. It was a big deal. But on the day she was born, the Citadel Empire attacked and destroyed Western Tamaranian city of Kaisar, killing 3,000 citizens in her name. Mm-hmm. And though this was obviously not her fault, mm-hmm. um, it was ever linked for her and that terrible day and people kind of blamed her for it. Oh, that sucks. So That's bullshit. Day one, not great for poor Blackfire. That's really rough. Yes. Um, I don't know if we mentioned, just for our friends and listeners who don't know Teen Titans, that Tamaran is an alien planet. Yes. 
Tamarin is the planet that they are from. It is an alien yes. planet far, far away. Yeah. They all fly That's where, and they're really yeah, baller. They, yeah, I'll actually go into some of the, the power stuff. Yeah. I assume part of the power is being hot. Yeah, I, essentially, I'm assuming, yes. <laughs> and then not only was this poor baby screwed on the day of her birth, she mm-hmm. ends up getting real sick as a kid. And whatever happens from the illness, she's unable to harness the ultraviolet light. That allows them to fly, oh. like most Tamaranians, oh especially God. in the royal family. So then that a princess that's already hated is even knocked down another peg because of that. Oh. Yeah. So like I said, there's a very nature versus nurture yeah. in Man, you fire. really got fucked there. Yeah. She got fucked the day she was born. Um, so because of all of this. Blackfire was basically grew up hated by almost all of Tamaran. Mm. And they denied her her birthright and refused to let her be the next princess. Oh, Um, no wonder Corey's the middle favorite. Yes. And so, so all of her privileges and honors and celebrations were given to her younger sister, but the next eldest, Corey Starfire. So because, and then because of this, Blackfire, being still a child herself, had all this rage inward, and and though she focused it on Corey, because Corey was getting everything that she was supposed to get, and she's a child. She doesn't know how to focus. She doesn't understand exactly what's going on. So this instantly made everything, she tried to blame everything on Starfire. There was obvious, automatically, all this animosity. And this, in turn, made Starfire hate her, because Starfire's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. Why are you doing this to me? And And they did not like each other. To understand yeah. Both what's of them are children. She doesn't understand why Blackfire hates her, and Blackfire is putting all of her hate on Corey. And so they hated yeah. each other. Blackfire's like, other. it's your fault instead yes. of my shitty parents mm-hmm. and my shitty country. And my shitty to- planet. Yeah. The whole planet. Right, right. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> The rivalry continued to intensify as they got older, and they were sent to combat training with the warlords of Akura, which is two has O K A A R A. Akura, Akura, Akara, Akara, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. They're all fake made up places, so say, we can't actually say it's them wrong. fantasy words, so we get to really <laughs> fuck with them if we want. Things really came to a head during a sparring exercise in which Blackfire actually attempted to kill Corey. And then as a result, she was expelled. So she swore vengeance and ended up joining the Citadel. Remember, the Citadel is who attacked on the day she was born. So whoever admits the Citadel is obviously just Tamaran's fucking enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Weird alien enemies. Yep. And she quickly rose through the the ranks of the Citadel and became a traitor to her own people and her own fucking planet. She even ended up giving, she, when she really ended up betraying her country and really gaining this, um, the ranks and stuff in the Citadel, she, it was because she was giving information, detailed information about Tamaran's defenses to the Citadel, mm. which led to an attack, which led to a, a conquering of Tamaran with ease because they knew all of their secrets. Of, That's no of good. Yep. But on the other hand, I want to be like, good on you. Yeah. Yep. So they conquer Tamaran, and under some of the surrendering conditions, there was the enslavement of Quarry. So 
Yep. Corey was never permitted to return to Tamaran, so I guess she went to wherever Citadel was. If she ever came back, this would mean the treaty was broken and the Citadel would destroy Tamaran. Uh, now, yeah, oh god, this gets rough. Yep. This is almost a trigger warning. Like, it yeah. essentially is a trigger. They're Let's fake, just say they're fake people, so yeah. it's not as bad, but it's but still it a trigger matter. warning. So Blackfire became sort of Corey's, like, keeper. I'm quoting here. Yeah, that's air quotes, yep. my friends. And she was brutal. Mm. Years of horrific servitude and torture. And at one point, Corey was fed up and she got furious and she was humiliated over whatever was happening that she ended up killing one of the guys or people, I don't know who it was, who was actually raping her because they just, Blackfire just did not fucking care. Mm -hmm. So this was just years of Corey being tortured and raped and all awful things. Yep. And because she killed this person, Blackfire was like, as a punishment... I'm going to execute you. So when they were going to do that, the sisters ended up being attacked and captured by... Scions. Scions. That's a real word. Uh, it, there's a P in front of it. Yeah, and I, I know, know a lot of time P's are fucking silent, yep. but it makes it confusing. Yeah. I don't think I've ever read the word Scion. That's fair. Because Scion, like a king's son or something, mm-hmm. is SC. As it should be spelled, because that's how it's said. Yep. Well, no, the C shouldn't really be I mean, there, the but C. the S is better. <laughs> yeah. And then this one, I, I think it's, I've definitely seen it before. It might is be it? a D&D thing. Okay. I would definitely not know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's more a psychic thing. Anything with a PS is going to be a psychic Isn't thing. Scion a car brand, too? Well, well SC. SC. That I one. think so. Yeah, I think it is. Um, anyways, Poseidon's. <laughs> They are a species of sadistic reptilian scientist aliens, and they perform some awful experiments on the sisters. Basically, they were, like, overloading them with their ultraviolet energy that the Tamarans, uh, Tamaranian bodies have, but they were seeing how much they could make them absorb before, before they, they would die. Yep. But before... Gotta love... Evil scientists. Yep. But before they could complete their procedures, the Citadel forces came to rescue Blackfire. And Starfire, during the battle, ended up breaking free. But this is where she developed her Starbolts. Oh. As a result from the experiments. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so okay. that isn't Tamaranian. Oh, Originally, oh anyways. I love... Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Starfire was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And then she was like, oh no, I'm a good person. And my sister is still being overloaded by this ultraviolet shit. And I actually do love her, even though she's hated me and tortured me forever, essentially. But I'm Starfire and I'm a good person. So she goes and she breaks her sister out. But Blackfire is like, I'm not a good person. And she's also developed her ultraviolet blasts of her own, but they are stronger than Starfire's because she has absorbed more, more energy. Oh. Yep. So they end up taking down the Scions and she goes to restrain her so that they could just go back to killing her and Good lord. Yep. Because she, she was like, well, we are interrupted in your execution. So I'm we're just gonna go gonna back to that. that. I know you like kind of <laughs> helped me. But like. Corey did escape in a spaceship 
And this is where she ends up on Earth, which is where she meets her superheroes and her new family, the Teen Titans. Yes. Blackfire, I guess she tries to go back or whatever happens, but shit's weird. So she ends up going back to the people that enslaved them and tried to kill them because she was like, I want more power because she makes good choices. Oh, no. She doesn't make good choices. But she ends up, like, striking deals with them and, like, being friends with them. God damn it. Because this is who she is as a person. She's like, this any person who betrays me, I'll be back and be your friend in, like, 10 minutes. Yep, essentially. But I'm just using you also for my own good. Everybody's using each other. So they end up doing, like, whatever. This is just something that isn't super important right now, but kind of comes back later. She's teamed up with these people or whatever. They, like, capture these other people called the Omega Men and are, like, doing fucking experiments on them. That's so, <laughs> so that's a little random tidbit that we'll, we'll brush upon later. Yeah. Just throw that in there. I'm sure the Omega now. Men have some sort of yep. importance and yep. they're also very stupid. Through all this, she tracks down Corey because she wants to resell her back into slavery to the Citadel. It's like, if I sell you twice, I get twice as much money. <laughs> so she goes to Earth and she does recapture Corey and she forces Corey to watch as the, I guess the Scion people or whoever uh, essentially just demolish the Teen Titans in front of her. She was. As they attempt to save Corey. Yeah. They're fighting for her and they are not winning. <laughs> Does anybody die or is it just. No. Not here. Yeah. So. <laughs> no. um, So <laughs> she brings her back to the Citadel mm-hmm. and obviously, once again, she is being tortured and all this awful shit as Blackfire is dining with some dude named Lord Damon. <laughs> I don't know. I assume he's got black fingernails. I don't know. And eyeliner that's not. That's crooked. Like, definitely crooked yeah, eyeliner. Yeah, not cool. I don't know who he is, but whatever. They're just drinking some wine. He's definitely a dumb goth. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Yeah. And they're all like, ha, 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 we <laughs> captured Starfire. We're so rich and funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what they didn't realize was that it was a trap. Dun, dun, dun! The Titans and the Omega Men formed a little treaty, and, and not treaty, alliance. <laughs> And they infiltrated the base of operations because they were like, can you stop torturing our people? And the Teen Titans were like, we want Starfire back, please. So we're going to do this. Let's get it. (laughs) As the Teen Titans enter the Citadel throne room, Blackfire threatens to unleash the murderous goddess Exhal. Oh, yeah. She is a Tamaranian god. She's like, hey. If you don't chill, Teen Titans. I'm bringing the murder I'm god. I'm bringing the murderous goddess out here, okay? Let's fucking go. I want I'm bringing the murder god <laughs> on a shirt so bad. So, Cyborg thinks he's pulling a fast one and takes fucking King Damon over. Lord. Lord, he's not a king. He's just a lord. Don't give him that fucking yeah. title. Fuck off, Lord All Damon. All like, probably gun arm being like, oh, I'll kill him. 
He's a my hostage, even though I'm cyborg, so I won't kill him I because I'm a teen because Titan. I'm a good person, but, but like I'll, I'm gonna say I'm it. I'm gonna threaten it. And then Blackfire's like, "It's fine, I'll kill him for you," and kills him. You know, <laughs> I knew that the girl was gonna do it, and also respect. <laughs> so then they're like, "Oh shit." He was our bargaining token here. Well, he actually wasn't. So, you know, this shit happens. And the Titans are like, okay, well, maybe we can just try to talk to her. (laughs) (laughs) You'd have better luck talking to the murder god. She laughs at them and is like, go fuck yourself. Yes. (laughs) But in all of this... Starfire's pissed now, wherever the fuck she is. Oh, absolutely. She's pissed. So she ends up attacking Blackfire and is literally on the verge of winning. But before it could get to that point, the fucking Scion people are like, actually, we're in control here. So we're going to make this an official battle to the death. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh. Yep. So now they have to regroup. Hold on, everybody. For this, because Blackfire is getting her ass kicked. But we gotta regroup. We gotta, we gotta do this again. Gotta try this again. Now it's official. We are saying it's official. Hold on to your anger, girl. (laughs) Hold on to it. (laughs) So now that it's an official battle. We on, both signed in the our names on in the gel pen. What? We both signed our names yep. in the gel mm-hmm. pen, so it's official. And it's in a jungle on their home planet of Tamaran. Oh, okay. They are fighting for their lives in the rulership of their planet. Rulership? Yeah. I'm sure that's a word, but it just sounds weird, and I've never heard it said out loud. <laughs> I mean, it's not underlined yeah. like this isn't a word in my thing. It's one of those things where I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've seen it before, but I've definitely never <laughs> heard it before. Blackfire being fl- Blackfire is like, <sighs> I am going to say real mean things to you, and you're going to get real fucked up about it, Corey. So she messes with her head a little bit, because I know I'm actually not stronger than you. Mm. So I'm going to fuck with your brain a little bit. She does get a temporary a temporary upper hand, and during this, Blackfire is like, okay, I'm just gonna quickly break the rules, murder her, and then it'll be done. Now that I have this brief moment of being above her, because she is stronger than me. It's okay, we don't need to play by these rules, let's just get this over with. Quick murder. Quick murder, we're done. And then, it doesn't work. Wait, wait. Backfires. Starfire ends up doing this crazy, she's flying, she's all over the place, because remember, Blackfire still can't fly. Mm -hmm. Right! She can't fly right now. Oh my god! Yep, so she's doing all these crazy patterns, doing weird things that that fucking Blackfire can't. Luke compute, I mean, yeah, you know. and in an attempt also, that's to, a show off thing. That's yes, a, like, bitch, yes. you can't do this. You can't fucking do this. And she basically, apparently, nose dives like through a mountain into this waterfall thing. This is Starfire being like, "I'm fucking I'm, over your bullshit." And extra, also, I'm extra. <laughs> also, we're Tamaranian, so we're extra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're also royalty, so we're extra. <laughs> the whole planet is just extra and hot. <laughs> they're they're essentially like Asgard. I was literally... They're all extra and they're all hot and then you're royalty and you're even more extra and hot. Oh boy. 
Somebody write that for you. <laughs> so this is happening. She goes into this waterfall stream in the fucking mountain and Blackfire's pissed so she charges up a really big star bolt and like three episodes later <laughs> yep a bunch of ah, happening for an episode and a half yep <laughs> that's a Dragon Ball Z joke folks just in case you didn't know <laughs> um and I don't know exactly how it happens because it didn't tell me and I definitely didn't go Google the comic of it, but she like fires it somehow and she gets trapped in the rapids as she's firing it and it ends up boiling her alive. Blackfire? Yes. Holy shit. And then because of all the commotion and the heat, all of the rocks that she was now in, in the water and rocks explode and everybody thinks that she's deceased. I mean, she was boiled. Is she, is boiling not enough to kill her? I don't know. So. Oh my God. So yeah. So they're like, oh, oh, okay. Oh my God. And Corey's God. like, not what I meant to happen, but I guess it happened. I'm going back to earth. Bye, Tamara. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see my hot boyfriend over here? Yeah. Look at his ass. Look at all of these hot people that I'm friends with. I have things to do. Let's save some weird earthlings, I guess. <laughs> They're much less complicated. <laughs> Good lord. So, but guess what? I mean, obviously she's not dead. She's not dead! Yeah. <laughs> but like, oh my god. I know. The boiling. <laughs> yep. That's so much. So, she's alive. She did nearly boil alive and drown. But, um. What?! She, of course, like, that makes sense that the she would, would happen, but like, Jesus. <laughs> but, um, she was saved. She was left blinded, though. Oh. She is blind. So she's blind and, and she can't, can't fly. fly. <laughs> 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 rough life. <laughs> so, but she was saved by her warrior lieutenant and her lover, Dorian. Dorian? D-O-R apostrophe I-O-N. Oh. Dorian. <laughs> Dor Eon, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and we're really gonna I mean, if we're gonna be really, like, alien and <laughs> ridiculous about it. <laughs> because all Tamaranians have to have a weird apostrophe in their name. <laughs> you know. That's how you know it's alien, just like how you know it's elvish. <laughs> it's the same deal. Oh, uh, shit. Okay, so Dor Eon. Mm -hmm. Dor Eon. Ion? Aeon? Ion? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, saved we'll call her. Little D. <laughs> little, little D. Little D. <laughs> little door. And for a few months, the two of them basically hid away so that she could regain her health and uh, get ready to resume her crusade to get back the throne. Just all she ever so wants. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> all she ever wants is for Tamarind people to, Tamarindians to so, just accept like, her as the rightful queen. <laughs> That's all she wants. It's time <laughs> for therapy. <laughs> Are you kidding? The Tamaridians definitely don't have any therapy. Obviously not. Zero. No therapists on that world. Very, very clearly. God. Okay. Since every single person was like, let's blame a child for <laughs> Let's this. blame this. I know this awful thing happened. It obviously happened because this girl was born today. You know? <laughs> Who was born today? Oh. 
Jeremy and also Blackfire. Well, Blackfire is like the important one, so obviously it's her fault. Yeah, people leave Jeremy alone. He didn't do anything. Jeremy, because oh, we have obviously. a we have an apostrophe obviously. in there somewhere. Gerrymander. <laughs> there we go. Gerrymandering. That's what it is. She's okay. a politician. <laughs> God. She regains her house. And they're like, okay, we're ready. Let's try to go back and you can get your throne back. So she goes through a bunch of different trials and tests to regain her throne. And somehow doing in these trials and tests, she regains her eyesight back. But it is at the cost. a licensed optician, I can tell you that's how that works. It's at the cost of her bae's life. Oh, well, yeah. Little D is dead now. It but she can see, so it's okay. I mean, a sacrifice for sight is actually how most people who can't see get to be able to see. <laughs> like, it, it has to be somebody who means a lot to you, or else it doesn't matter. It's facts. Mm-hmm. Those are facts. Yep. It's not LASIK surgery. It's sacrifice. It's sacrifice of the ones you love. Blood sacrifices. <laughs> Heard it here first, yep. folks. <laughs> That's my medical opinion as a, a licensed optician in Massachusetts. In Massachusetts. <laughs> okay, so she has her eyesight back, but her bay is dead. Mm. But it did really spur her on to be like, you know what? Fuck y'all! I'm gonna fucking conquer this fucking Tamaran planet. Girl, yes, but also um. <laughs> she ends up inciting a civil war Ooh. on Tamaran. In an attempt to usurp her father, Meander, <gasps> that's his name, or Meander, I guess. It's a Y, but it could be an E noise. It's, it's meander probably Meander, but Meander is so much funnier. And um, basically by inciting a rebellion against, with the populace against him. Who doesn't love to incite a yeah. rebellion? So Omega Men are back. God, these nerds. And Teen Titans come back to intervene with Blackfire. Also nerds. Trying to usurp the throne. Usurp is such a good word. I know, right? (laughs) And then, I don't know why, I don't know how this happens, but Blackfire's like, I'm gonna try to pit them against each other to a fight to the death. (laughs) There's so many fights to the death. So, you know, you... (laughs) You know, Blackfire over here is pretending to be friends with the Titans and being like, this is what Omega Men said. Oh my god, the Omega and then Men she's like, that you look hey, fat today. Hey, Omega Men slash my brother, this is what the Teen Titans said about you. Uh, Teen Titans Maybe said that you should fight to the death. <laughs> the Teen Titans said that your fit wasn't fire, and uh, it isn't, so. Teen Titans don't like your Speedo, bro. Yeah, you should have worn more pants, they said. <laughs> Not me. I didn't say that. I, I think that. your Speedo is great. Yeah. No. Give me a rewrite where it's just <laughs> mean girls. Like, just the most mean girls version of this. Essentially. Ugh. But her plan came undone when Jericho, cutie no, baby, cutie baby. little baby. Um, Our call back to the last woo. episode, probably, um, maybe. Or last, last. <laughs> Ended up possessing one of the Omega peeps and ended up finding out her trickery. She was like, okay, shit. So let's move forward and just launch a 
full-scale invasion on the capital city. <laughs> so that way I can just dominate Tamaran because I can't do anything properly, apparently, because I have too much trauma. Too um, much trauma and every bad choice. And while she does this, she imprisons our babies Nightwing and Jericho. Oh, no. Babies. Apparently, also, her brother, Reander, and Starfire were once again exiled forever. Yeah. Well, Reander, I don't know, but Starfire was once again <laughs> exiled forever. Starfire's like, whatever. But, you know, it all ends up working out for not Blackfire, yeah. and she doesn't take over, and the Teen Titans and Omega men are like, yeah, no. No, and then Starfire was like, give me back my husband and Jericho, boyfriend, fiance, whoever he is at this point yeah. to her. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look up the exact timeline. It's a solid shrug. <laughs> it's a solid shrug. <laughs> Booty call, whatever. Mm. Whatever. Do you see his ass? Okay. He's important. <laughs> his ass is important also to me. <laughs> yes. Um, she took part in a small story called Ran Vanagar War. Yep. She, um, Vanagar. 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 Yep. I think that's where, I'm trying to remember if the Hawk people are from there. Yes. Yeah. So apparently Tamarin got blown up somewhere along the way. Cool. So she is with a small group of surviving Tamaranians, and she is the, the leader of this small group at this point. Mm-hmm. And they pledge allegiance to Thanagar. Um, it, though, however, was all a ruse, because this is who Blackfire is, and she just wants to take over the planet so that they can have a planet to settle on. This is very much fucking Asgard. Yes. And also... <laughs> but not as crazy. <laughs> so I, I, I gotta say... Why don't these people find an empty planet? Yeah, we'll get there. I but mean, not I right guess now. It's probably because it's easier to just move into an already furnished furnished apartment. apartment. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. 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 So yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> Never mind. Disregard the question. <laughs> she was planning to take over this planet, and then obviously there's a battle because they're like, you can't fucking take oh, no. over our planet. <laughs> Um, oh no, and also she, we all have like wings, kind yeah, of. Yeah, and you still can't fly. <laughs> yeah, you still can't fly. We all have these nth metal wings. She's like, but I have these purple blasts. But oh. look at my aesthetic. And I am, what do you see? Incredible. Oh, I can just stomp on you. I mean, <laughs> so she does. She kills Hawkwoman. And Hawkman. Is that original Hawkwoman? So this is, I even like clicked on the link because I was like, are we sure we're just wrong? But yeah, so Hawkwoman. Yeah. Okay. And um, Hawkman is pissed. Not happy about this. To be um, fair, like they, that's like their whole deal. They like die and get reincar- reincarnated. Yes. But pissed about this. Wee. So he ends up performing... The initial operation that the Scions performed on Blackfire, and it takes away all of her power somehow. Somehow that's the science there. <laughs> so now she's just... I, I, so I'm assuming she still has, like, strength and all the typical yeah. Timurini, but, like, her little powery thing she doesn't have anymore, and she still also, can't fly. So... I gotta say, I don't think you can be on the the Justice League if you're doing... Like, 
punishment surgery on somebody. Well, I think he did. that you get to get kicked out. Well, I think he was like, she's a danger. I'm just taking her powers away. Which, I just wish it wasn't framed as surgery, but I'm sure I, it wasn't. It was. It it, it 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 wasn't framed as surgery. Oh, did I just make a surgery? Yeah, <laughs> there's no surgery ever written in oh my. Oh my thing. god, what did I do? How did that happen? <laughs> That's really weird. Okay, well, never mind. <laughs> All right. Did so you say like procedure? Operation. Operation. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> um. Okay, continue. Okay. So then she was in um, Rebels. R-E-B-E-L-S, literally, with the... I don't know what it stands for. I did not yeah. look it up because I did not care. It stand for anything. Um, also, I thought you said Rubbles. Oh, no, like, Rebels. The Rebels. No, 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 oh, Rubble. That makes way more well, I, I was the Waffle Rebels, so I understand what the word Rebels means and how it's spelled and how it's said. Of course um, you do. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I was all about team fucking spirit in high school. So she returns in these comics. I don't know about them. Mm, I didn't I read about them. them. Yeah. But she learns about Vril Doc's plans to remake a planet in the Vegas system for the Ramians, some other alien bitches. Is that R-A-N-N? Yep. So that's the people who were having the, the fight against Thanagar? Ran and Thanagarian War, right? Oh, yeah, Ran then Garian War was yeah. what it was. So I didn't put the two together because I didn't care. This planet that they're going to remake mm-hmm. happens to be in the same orbital path of the destroyed Tamaranian. Uh-huh. Tamaran. Tamaranian is the people. Tamaran yeah. is the planet. So I assume she's like... So she's like, ha, ha, ha. We could live there. Nose game. So Blackfire and her Tamaranian forces attack these bitches. The battle quickly escalates. And the Iranian forces join the rebels, whoever the fuck they are, in attempts to defend their partially being remade planet. Mm-hmm. During this battle, Blackfire fights against Starfire because she somehow shows up. And this is when Blackfire explains that after losing her power thanks to Hawkman, she gathered troops to hunt down the science, the Scion scientists who originally, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who granted her powers originally so that they could repeat the process so she could get them back. It was like a Santa laugh. Those scion scientists. Also, so he, uh, this is Adam Strange. Yes. And he's from Ran. Okay. Yep. So they're battling. A bunch of people are battling, as always, because this is all Blackfire does. And two Green Lanterns appear and attempt to stop the fighting. hey I think I've read these ones. So, historically, the Green Lantern Corps aren't allowed in the Vegas system. Core, you're right. I know, because I've read Green Lantern Corps every thousand times. Is it in Dragon Ball Z? Isn't it Capsule Corp? Isn't that how they say it? Corp. But that's just... If it has just... If it doesn't have an S? If it doesn't have the S. I hate everything. I didn't. Just make that. it an E. I know it's corporations. Yeah. Right? Green Lantern. No. Maybe? <sighs> now I don't know. I hate it. Hold on. The internet is coming in really, <laughs> really clutch on these ones. That's the word. 
Why is there a P? Just make it an E. Is it French? Then we'd have to go. The green lantern core. The core lantern That's green in French, just in case anyone was curious. Them cores. They're green. Le Okay. Uh, core, plural core, from French core, Latin corpus, which means body. Green bodies. Mm-hmm. But I always thought it was, st- it was like short for something. It's not. Corpus. No, that's the Latin. Oh. Which is just body. I mean, that would make sense of why we have corpse yeah. as our that's dead where, body word. That's where it, it came from. But, like, how did that... I hate every part of this. Anyways, moving on. I literally have found that up. for so, 34 years. Anyways, historically, Green Lantern cores, even though it's a fucking P, were Just not core. allowed. Just core. No S either. <sighs> I know. Just think of it as C-O-R-E. The core of them. The center. allowed in the fucking Vegas system. That's all I'm trying to say here. Oh, the Green Lanterns? The Green Lantern people. Yeah, fuck off, buddy. Yeah, suck the dick. We are much too violent for you Green Lantern mm. people. So, the Tamaranians were not happy about this. They were like, bitches, stay away from our business. You are not allowed here. They're like, we are, are about cops? murder. Well, the cops aren't gonna like that. <laughs> Unless they're part of it. Mmm. So, in an attempt to, like, get rid of the lanterns, because Blackfire is also now cool about this. Oh, we're talking about Adam Strange. He's here. Yo! Blackfire Zeta beams herself along with Adam Strange and two lanterns mm-hmm. to some space and is like, get the fuck out. Yeah. I think Zeta Beam is a is a Adam Strange thing, but I'm not 100% yeah. sure. But she basically is like, you're not welcome here. None of you, none of us want you here. Let us do what we do as fucking crazy people that just yeah. resort to war. Just... <laughs> I imagine a lot of this in a very Regina George tone, and yes, it works for me. I Get just out. make it into a high school movie. Just get out. You're not wanted. But we still don't have like the war. <laughs> but still have all the. I still most want of the there to be a lot of very bad fighting. <laughs> yes. So they talk. Well, Adam. Who? Adam and Blackfire and the two lanterns uh, and Blackfire. Mm-hmm. Does well, it say which they don't tell. Well, the place I read this did not tell me which lanterns, okay. and I did not care enough to look. That's fair. While they're talking, the Thanagarian warship approaches, probably shaped like a bird. I'm assuming. So the uh Thanagarian forces that are like now way better armed and have had time to prepare while this conversation is going on come on in and order both the fucking Tamaranians and remember the the these are the people that are re, like remaking it for um the Riant and the Ran Ranians. Mm-hmm. Um so they order both Tamaranians and Ranians to fucking stop. Like, can you fucking stop this shit? Everybody chill. We need to calm down. 
Frill Docks explains that he wants this new planet to serve as home for is that Frill Docks. Yeah. yeah, he's a douche. Yep. And he, he but he's like, hey, issue. look, it's a big planet. You both can live here. Can everybody chill? And we can just co coexist with each other. He is a coexist bumper sticker. Yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> in Tamaranian and in uh, Rainian. Yep. It has all of their different yeah. symbols. Yeah, exactly. He basically is like, let's just, you guys can all live here together. We can colonize this planet together and you can just be two alien races living here together in peace. So Blackfire is like, okay, well, I am really sick of just kind of wandering around the solar system. So <laughs> Even I though my dad's name was Meander. <laughs> <laughs> and we brought it back. Yay! <laughs> so, um, Blackfire, Blackfire agrees. Blackfire would be their fourth child, which is so fucking good. I really wish they had a kid named Blackfire. <laughs> Oh, no. Okay. I'm sorry. And they start to coexist here. Then we don't know what happens anymore because the new 52 happens and Mm -hmm. everything gets rebooted. Everything changes. I will say, Mm -hmm. in this new 52 relaunch, Mm -hmm. they changed up Blackfire's origin a little bit. So she was apparently never completely disinherited by her parents. Mm -hmm. So there's a little less parent trauma going on in her life. That's good. And she needs less trauma yeah, in general. Yes. In they Starfire's 215 series, Starfire mentions that Blackfire actually became the ruler of Tamarind when her parents were killed in an invasion. Mm-hmm. Blackfire is then forced to make a peace treaty with um, some invaders and then this is when the terms of Cory being exiled from Tamarind and enslaved on this um, planet happens. Apparently in pre-crisis storyline, it's the their father, Meander. Meander. <laughs> who made this pe- the, uh, some peace treaty with them, but I don't know exactly what it is because this isn't about him. <laughs> I don't know why I have to do this every time. <laughs> Meander. I have to make a full, like, arm sweep into the sky for, every time I say Meander. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> you know what it makes me think of? What? <laughs> Grandmama! <laughs> it's me, Anastasia! <laughs> oh god. So, Blackfire and Starfire also are a little bit closer as children, as in the previous rendering of them, the original rendering of them. Where their previous one was mostly, mostly portrayed as agnostic and hating each other antagonistic. Oh my god. Yeah, they really hate Excel. (laughs) They're not about that shit. And they're like, I don't know if she's real or not. And then Blackfire's like, I still might summon her. Um, (laughs) I might summon her when I feel the need to. But other than that, I don't believe in her. Like, uh, She's like, Excel, please be real. I really need a parking space. (laughs) Hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay, so it's less antagonistic. <laughs> I was like, I cut out a whole bunch of words, letters there, and that was definitely the wrong word, and you just went with it. I, if I didn't correct myself, you were like, oh. what? I, I literally was like, that's probably something about Excel. I guess she's not going to feature as much. <laughs> 
I really was like, yep, <laughs> it's good. That sounds right. <laughs> I can make this work. So yeah, so those were some of the the changes. It made it a little less brutal. I don't think fucking Blackfire basically was like, hey, I'm going to torture you and and have you raped for years, Corey. That's cool. Because they were like, oh, that's not cool. Abusing women like this isn't cool. We should write that out. It's a bad plot point and it shouldn't be used. Do you think they literally just did the new 52 so they could just rewrite all of the shit that they did that was not okay anymore? No. I don't. Okay. <laughs> that would have been the smart reason for it. Yeah, that would be Because nice. otherwise it was shitty. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is not, that's definitely not how that worked. So, in New 52, Blackfire is queen of, the tam- of Tamaran, but is a prisoner to the race called the Blight. Ooh. Oh! I know about the Blight. I definitely have seen the Blight in comics. So, this is where she trades Starfire into slavery for the treaty to protect her planet. And, um, Starfire, eventually Starfire comes back when Tamarin is under siege thanks to Orn. I don't know who Orn is, but mm. he's sieging thanks, Tamarin. Orn. We appreciate it either way. So, oh, wait, he's sieging? He's sieging, but oh, this no. is why Starfire comes back. So, you know, catch 52, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, essentially, catch 52. <laughs> I wish we had <laughs> I can't <run> <laughs> Both of our faces on <laughs> It's so perfect because a catch fifty two is just like specifically a catch twenty two, but a new fifty two version. So it was good! So- it's so good, and it was fully unintentional. Oh my god! <laughs> Shit! Shit! All right, man. I wish I wish we had a picture of both of our faces. Be like realization. That's what you would have to put in like motivational font underneath. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! That was good. Okay, that was real good. That was good job, Brain. <sighs> Fuck. Where Gold am star. I? Where am I? Okay, so Orn Starfire comes back. Because Tamarin is under siege because of Orn. Blackfire is pretending to be working with the Blight and captures and tortures Roy. Good old Roy. Oh. Yeah, I don't. I mean, for a second, I was like, who's Roy? Harper. Uh, Roy Harper. Yep. Who is, uh, yeah. Arsenal, so I'm guessing. Red Arrow, blah, blah, blah. Something Starfire, like that. so. I don't know the hundred speedy. Yes. This is his baby name. Yes, this is his baby name before Mia takes over. And she's way hotter. Well, it's fine, but I love Mia, so bias. I'm guessing it's sort of like uh in the one episode that she's in in Teen Titans, she's trying to sell her off to those fucking people, but she runs away and she meets up with the Titans instead. And the Titans protect her, which is why she's on Earth with the Titans. And then she's like, oh, my home planet's being overtaken. We should uh, do maybe do something. So her and all the Titans come back to try to help Tamarin. And this is why Roy is here and has been captured. And, oh, and well, you know. Blackfire's torturing him because this is who Blackfire is. 
But it's... He's been a sidekick for so long. You know, it's revealed that there's a crazy plan by Roy and he manages (laughs) to, yeah, you know, free himself and teleport him and Blackfire back to the ship where she reunites with Starfire and apologizes for all that she has done. The two sisters Uh, then arm themselves and leave the ship prepared to rescue their home planet. Blackfire and Starfire attack the Blight, and they receive some assistance with Jason Todd, yes. Little Dumb Baby, and um, Roy, yes. and apparently a bunch of Corey's Teen Titan crew. Yeah, they don't. Oh, they only named Jason well, Todd and Roy this for is some the reason. New Fifty Two, right? Yeah. So that was the Jason Todd and the Outlaws thing when there w- was Jason and Corey and um, Roy as a team. And, yeah, and then whatever old... Jason with all of Dick's exes. <laughs> Not all of them, but, you know. What a bad time for Jason Todd. It literally <laughs> made me laugh so hard. You know, every day he'd wake up and he'd be like, why am I here? It was really much more what a bad time for Dick Grayson. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> both of his exes are like, guess I'm gonna go hang out with this guy over here. <laughs> and Jason's like, okay. <laughs> mess. I, as long as you don't mind the fact that I'm a hot mess, yeah. then we're cool. I'm fully a disaster, so if y'all are here for that. This, I'm this is what embarrasses Dick Grayson. The poly threesome of this. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that embarrasses, embarrasses like, Dick Grayson. Oh, no. How did both of my exes end up with my dumb sort of brother? <laughs> my dumb sort of murderous, really traumatized Dead brother. Who, like, dead back to life my brother. brother because he stole the hubcaps, or the, like... <laughs> the hubcaps off the yeah. Batmobile. <laughs> but, you know, we all make choices. Choices were made. So, Jason Todd, baby. I made sure to put that in all caps next to him. And Roy, and then Corey's old crew, so I'm guessing some of the Titans. In the midst of the battle... Blackfire gets a spear thrown through her stomach. Jesus. And in a moment of anger, Starfire goes all like supernova and basically destroys a huge portion of the blight, and that includes the blight leader. Yo, yo, yo. And so, yeah. So cool. Mm-hmm. She, yep. So, Blackfire is very still, is still weak and everything because she had a spear thrown through her. It's a bad time. But, um, Starfire helps her up to her throne at the new. Now that Tamaran oh, is more at nice. peace now. They share a lovely... Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> they share a lovely little moment, say that they love each other and forgive each other for all their past shit, but the whole time Blackfire is like, I also forgive you, but if I ever need to sacrifice you for my own greater gain, you better fucking believe I will. Because <laughs> I am still who I am as a person. Say, I'm still this person, <laughs> unfortunately. Okay, so that was the new 52. Mm-hmm. Um, she was currently in Titans United, which is, is going on right now. Mm. Um, I didn't get a chance to read them, so I'm not 100% sure what she's up to currently. But, you know, something I should look into. Yeah. 
I wonder what her new, if she's got a new look or what. Yeah, yeah, I'm not 100% sure, because I didn't do, I didn't have time to read any yeah. of them. But yeah, so if you're looking to what she's going into now, t- uh, Titans United, which is still actually kind of early. It just started, I think, at the beginning of the year. Okay. Because um, she, as far as I could tell from the research I did, um, she's in issues two to seven, and they only came out in February, March. So oh, it's like nice. brand spanking new. So it seems like it started in like February. So I'm going to go over quickly exactly what her powers are, because I feel like it's very up and down, like what she was born with, what she got with experimental, yes. blah, blah, blah. Like Quick paragraph of just bringing that all together. Mm-hmm. Blackfire possesses the power of Tamarinians, which includes super strength, stamina, and durability. Most, winky <laughs> most of them have the ability to fly, but she got that sickness when she was younger, and it took away her ability to fly. That sucks so much. Yes. So, but she had, and then she had the experiments done by the Scions, which she got her energy blast from. Uh, this little star bolts. Little fact, if you didn't know, starfires are green and hers are purple. Mm-hmm. And then when they were taken away, remember I said she went to find them again to get re-experimented on to get her powers back? She did get her powers back. And when she got the star bolts back, she also got the ability to fly back that oh, time too. So at cool. the end before, at the end, right before the new 52, but at the end of that era, she was able to fly again. And I, I'm pretty sure she can fly in the new 52. And and now, from now on, I mm-hmm. think that's the thing that she can yeah, do. Yeah, I never knew that. Well, you know, my, most of my experience with Blackfire is from the cartoon. Yes. But yeah, I never knew that she couldn't fly. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I mean, not awesome for her, but yeah. like, it's a interesting really interesting fact. fact. Yeah. And it was just like one of those things just to like slam in of like, you can't say, be the fucking It's a queen. lot of like... Like, not only do we hate you because of this, but you can't even fucking fly, even you can't though it's... fly, it's, it's, you be, can't do this, yeah. you can't do that. It's like, but the reason she can't fly is just because she got sick as a kid. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. Like, so she's been in other media. She's been in Teen Titans, as Martha and I have mm-hmm. talked about a few times. Yes. The Cartoon Network uh, show, which is probably where I was first introduced to her. Me too. Um, and especially in that, she is just a mega mean girl. Like, that's oh what God. she is. That's what I think her of her as. So fun. Her, like, obviously, I learned while researching that her original backstory is really rough and she is actually like a villain but like yep. her new backstory is essentially she's just a mean girl which i love <laughs> yeah like a mean sister is just like yeah like a mean not older a villain, sister but yeah. like yeah yeah it's, it's a really fun dynamic yep i think she was only in one episode of the teen titans yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I, I I rewatched it recently, so I should know better, but I'm pretty sure it was only one episode, and if it wasn't one, it was, like, two. Yeah, if it. it was, yeah. yeah. If there was any more, it was literally only, like, one more I episode. I think it was but only one. But I'm pretty one. sure it's just the one. She's so cute in it, though. She's so cute. Such a bitch. And then she was in Teen Titans Go, and she was in DC Superhero Girls, which I haven't watched oh, either cute. of those. But, that yep, she was so in cute. those. And a few random DC cartoon movies that they've had. And then, of course, what I'm currently obsessed with, mm-hmm. she is in Titans. Uh, she comes in season two, but she has a really big role in three. And she is very mean girl, anti-hero vibes. And she's super hot. Yeah. She's actually the, they don't have a brother. Mm-hmm. And she's the younger 
child. Corey's oh, older than her. Okay, right? okay. Interesting. Um, which has a whole other storyline mm-hmm. of what I was it gonna is. say that changes like their night dynamic, their dynamic in a really yeah. interesting way. Yeah. Anyways. So that's what she's been in. That's who she is. She was real rough in the beginning, but then they were more like, let's take some of that like, away. Yeah, it's not why do cool. we have to do this? We don't have to do that. That's not okay. It's fully unnecessary. Um, so yeah, so I love her. She's real. She's such, she's like, like I said, the black fire in my brain is just like mean girl bitch. And I love like, that. It's just like a, <laughs> yes. a super bitchy yep. sister and, who and, like is also a little bit of a megalomaniac. Yes. Like definitely wants to oh, like rule 100%. And be, yeah. One, and, and how she's portrayed in all current media is that whether it's the comics now or shows or mm. movies whatever like yeah. seems like every way she's portrayed now is she isn't like villain villain she's yeah. mean girl bitch who wants to be she, better than her sister yeah, she wants to be better than starfire and she wants to be the ruler yes. but that's pretty but much she's it. a hot mess if your main like motivation is oh, I want to be better than my sister, then you're in a bad place, <laughs> my, younger my friend. Sister. <laughs> but that is Blackfire. Yeah. So yeah, so there's our episode. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We love it. We're also on Spotify. Uh, and we're on the ESO network and on Podbean. You can also always, always, always. like us on Instagram. Yeah. Check at, out our art. Yep. At, at first, at, <laughs> at first, let's talk nerdy. My goodness. At the at sign. Yeah. But first, let's talk nerdy. And always send us an email. Even if we don't respond, we do read them all. Send us some suggestions if you want to hear anything. We have both have giant lists, so it might help us narrow shit down. And great. we'd like you to, you know, be excited about what we're talking we about. We want to hear your input yeah. and hear, like, is there some, like, weird offshoot character that you, you want to hear, hear about, about or like a show that one of us watched as a child yeah. that we could talk about exactly. or something like that. So you can send all of that to but first let's talk nerdy at yahoo.com. Otherwise we will see you next next Tuesday or some Tuesday. A Tuesday in the future. A Tuesday. A future Tuesday. So, you know, catch 52, I guess. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.